All right, welcome inside Flames Post Game Live. It's brought to you by Original 16, celebrating things done well. Brendan Parker alongside Ryan Dietrich, and uh, it is celebrating a Calgary Flames victory here tonight as uh, they pick up the 3-2 win over the visiting Winnipeg Jets and finally put an end to the skid. It uh, stops at seven games and a uh, huge one. You can see a little bit of relief, but uh, maybe just your overall thoughts on, uh, on a game well played here tonight from both teams, but uh, Calgary Flames get the win. Yeah, you said relief, which I think is an important word here because mentally a win like that can do so much more for you than the two points in the standings. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of a sigh of relief from everybody down here right now. You can see it on the ice, uh, maybe a little bit more jubilation than you'd expect to see out of a game in mid-November, but it's there. And, you know, things can start to feel heavy. Seven-game slide, that's not what anybody's looking for, obviously, but... You know, it's it, those silver linings that we talked about. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're playing the game you want to. You have to start getting the result, and we saw that tonight, which I think is a bit of a testament to how the past few games have gone because I don't think we saw anything too drastically different in their game. Just a couple of different elements stood out. They started finishing a little bit more. They got the saves. Two of the key you know, ingredients that head coach Daryl Sutter pointed out this morning, those needed to improve. Those were exactly where they needed them to be tonight. And timing. Um, you know, I think we talked, it was after Boston, and, and you know, head coach Daryl Sutter pointed out, you know, you just need sometimes some of those to find the way into the back of the net. But, you sure. know, the, the big play at the big time, and Trevor Lewis, Michael Backlund on that, that penalty kill, they made kind of the big play of the night. Sure, and a point in the game where the game really could have turned in, yeah. you know, the opposite favor because so much of the talk over the past few, you know, let's go back to late October when they last found the win column, starts, right? They've been able to establish their game early in games, but they haven't been able to sort of continue that through the full 60. And they've had a few instances where they've, you know, given up some leads, more so in the latter half of games. But this was a very evenly played hockey game for the most part. I thought, uh, you know, that late in the second period, things can definitely get out of hand if you give up a goal in that situation. They didn't. Made a great play shorthanded, and, you know, the building erupts. Everything just starts to, I don't know, it felt like there was a little bit of air relieved from the group even before this game even got to the third period. Yeah, well said. And, um, you know, I think we'll, uh, we'll set the scene here. I think we will have a player on the desk here live with us at some point. And uh, obviously hear from head coach Daryl Sutter and a couple members of the Calgary Flames from inside uh, the locker room as well. But, um, you know, maybe let's just uh, a thought on that third period because I think it's a position they've been in a couple yeah. times this season. And this was, you know, sort of automatic for the group one year ago. And they've had sure. some challenges with that this year. But uh, what did you like about what you saw in that third period? Yeah, everything. That was Calgary Flames hockey. I mean, we've been talking all season about what that looks like when this team is at its best. What we saw was that team at its best. They outshot the Jets 11-4. to uh, They didn't make life easy on them. And again, you know, we talk about turning points in the game. Well, the Jets didn't have a ton of time to work with on that five-on-three and the remaining power play that carried over into the third. But to start the period and get that kill, get back on even terms, and really start to establish your game again, they didn't make life easy on that team at all throughout the entire period. They were standing up the blue line, keeping tight gaps, making the Jets come the full 200 feet every time they wanted to create any bit of offense, which they just weren't able to do. So, uh, yeah, to me, that's characteristic of what we've seen over the past few years from this team Hopefully it's a step in the right direction because that's the sort of game that they've been talking about where they need to get to. Right. Tonight was definitely a step forward.
Well, as we uh, wait for our first guest, let's uh, maybe let's roll through the highlights. If uh, if we are joined in progress, then we will uh, bail out and uh, welcome him to the desk. But uh, let's take a look at what we saw here tonight in uh, 60 minutes between the Flames and Jets. And you know, I thought we saw some of that rivalry that developed over the playoffs a little, a little bit. bit at the end of the second period. <laughs> there was a little bit of the a couple of exchanges uh, throughout the course of the night. But um, you know, starts that's been one thing that this yeah. team has been doing well here uh, over the last number of games. In fact, fifth consecutive game that the Calgary Flames have scored first and it comes here in the first period, courtesy Elias Lindgren. Going to the right places. You said it starts. I mean, I think now in the first 10 minutes of game over the past four, they've outshot the opponent 31-6. to six. So talk about starting on time, and we're seeing a little bit of a revamp top line, make things happen. Adam Ruzichka talked a little bit this morning about what he needs to do to help his line mates. That's what you see right there, soft hands to set him up in front. Winnipeg did have an answer, though, and it still uh, happened in that first period, and this one is uh, Neil Pionk. And unfortunate break here is he goes off the pads or the body of Connor Mackey and then deflects past Jacob Archie. Yeah, you said it. Um, Connor Mackey just, just having a tough go right now, and, you know, he does everything right in this situation. He, he doesn't want to screen his goaltender, so he kind of backs away from the lane, and, you know, that Pionk shot may or may not have been going wide, but it takes the absolute perfect direction to head into the net there. But the Flames stick with it, and uh, before the end of that period, this is kind of the team of both periods. They get one later on, but look at the pass from Elias Lindholm and Adam Ruzici with a nice one touch into the back of the net, his first of the season. Yeah, and it kind of starts with Brendan Dillon a little bit in no man's land there, but kind of creates the two-on-one. What I love here from Adam Ruzici, again, we mentioned this talk, the soft hands there off the top. Uh, just enabled to, doesn't put that back into the pads. He sort of casually shoves it into the short side of the net there. That's good awareness, great offensive instincts. Four on four is where we find the next goal, and uh, it's the game tying goal. Once again, Pierre-Luc Dubois kind of finds a little bit of open space, and Josh Morrissey, who helped set up the first one, creates this one as well. Yeah, we were sort of joking that Josh Morrissey probably deserved a couple of assists on this. He actually makes the play in the neutral zone to set up the entry as well before kind of finding that soft spot from Neil Keon. Uh, not much Jacob Marchand could do on that one. This is, uh, now we talk about the Rizic one at the end of the first, uh, the moment here, and, uh, and the finish from Trevor Lewis. You can see the exuberation on his face yeah. and uh, awesome finish here on a shorthanded situation. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about, right? The jubilation there. And that goal just means so much. Also a former Jet, so nice to get one against the old mates there. But, you know, a couple of guys that have really been rolling and were leaned on heavily in that third period. So for them to get their fingerprints on it uh, offensively before this game got to, you know, the closeout stretch time, I think it just speaks to some of the depth and the, the roles that those two players there that we saw have had on this team all season. No question, and uh, obviously some some good storylines developing out of there. Maybe we'll pick it up the conversation just on the on that top line. Sure. We'll call it top line. I mean, I think we probably you could look at a couple different groups when it comes to that. But uh, the trio that was created on the road trip, Adam Rzichka yep. comes in for uh, Jonathan Huberto, who misses uh, another game here tonight, and kind of picks up where he started to develop a little bit of momentum on the road, uh, you know, particularly in Boston. But what did you see from this trio? And maybe what could be developing here between Tafoli, Lindholm, and Rizicka? Well, there was a lot working well for this trio tonight. But I think what really intrigued me is is one of the areas of, of offense that the Flames have been struggling with so far this year, trading off the rush and in the transition game. And I think we started to see that whether or not it's indicative of what this trio is going to do, I guess, remains to be seen. But you look at this highlight pack here. So many of these chances are coming off the rush. They're creating chances in transition. They're making quick stretch passes to try and, again, stretch out the Winnipeg defense. And it worked on several occasions. 
and this is another example here. This is an area of the game that Adam Rzichka talked about this morning. You know, winning these puck battles and being a bit heavier on the cycle because that's an area that's been lacking as well. Start leaning on your opponent. And I think we're starting to see more of that from the top players right now. Uh, again, this pack features a ton of Tyler Tapoli. He was great in the trenches tonight. Well, no question. And, you know, they said uh, some off the rush, uh, some, as you noted, just kind of forced. Look at this as the, the D zone Quick play ups, from right? Zizka. Yeah, and, and it forced it. And that's what leads to this three on one. And, you know, that's a no doubt goal that uh, <laughs> just happens to find some iron. And you kind of wondered at that point if this is uh, another case of here yeah. we go again. But uh, to their credit, they didn't give the Jets an opportunity sure. really to, uh, to, to change the storyline on this one. And, um, you know, you mentioned so the you know the rush chances, but also just kind of kind of creating from your own defensive zone, and that has to be a hallmark for this team. But we kind of saw it, you know, throughout their lineup, you know, particularly their their forward groups here tonight. Absolutely, and you know, I again turn to a guy like Rizicka because this is a fantastic opportunity yeah. for him to you slide talked in that to him this top morning line. Too? Yeah, I did, and you know, he was. I think you feel good for a player like this because so far in his NHL career, he spent a lot of time on the in the bottom six roles. But I think yeah. he's an offensive guy that's what he's been throughout his career and I think being given a chance to you know maybe build some momentum over the course of consecutive games and, and start to play in a role that he's maybe a little bit more accustomed to is able to show his skill set more to what we're you know used to seeing and I think he's, he's showing it well right now we're, we're seeing it in terms of you know his foot speed or creating the defensive zone plays that you noted there or you know the soft hands in tight and in and around the net I mean this is an offensive player and we're not sitting here saying that he's going to be playing on the top line all season but it's a luxury to have a guy like that who can fill in those roles and give you meaningful minutes. And, you know, he was talking this morning about making his line mates better. Well, he was doing that. And Elias Lindholm's another one of those guys that needs to get going. And you know what? Maybe it gives you a little bit of a kickstart when you have a guy like Rizicka, some young blood come in and push you a little bit too. You know, it's interesting because, uh, well, they finished tonight four points, nine shots, and uh, obviously it's still just uh, three games into that uh, trio. But uh, we'll park, park that conversation for a moment. Welcome in uh, the number one star here tonight, Jacob Markstrom. Jacob, Grab a chair. How you doing? Congrats on the win. Yeah, and, uh, thank you. Welcome inside. Maybe just a thought on, on the way that this game finishes out, uh, obviously great to get the victory but how you guys got it done yeah I mean uh, yeah it was great obviously you know everybody battled and you know it's uh, it's tough to win in this league and I thought tonight everybody was under a game and especially uh, you know we've been in a situation where, where we've been up one goal going into the third and uh, lost the lead but you know today I thought everybody was dialed in and uh, uh, you know, uh, we are we earned the win today, and you know this is how we got to play. Yeah, I think everybody's going to look at that highlight reel windmill save you made there in the game. But uh, how are you feeling? Because it looked like you were, you know, in the zone. You've been building something for a while. How would you evaluate your your night? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's obviously uh, you know all credit to, to Barb's and uh, you know Vladi. We've been pushing each other, and you know it, it's it's easy to try to change things when it's not going your way. And you know I feel like you know my game has been been close, but then you know one goal gets in and two goal gets in and three goal gets in and uh, that's kind of been the story so you know today I thought everybody everybody played great and you know just to, to stick with it and, uh, and and trust yourself and trust your reads. Well I, just uh, and uh, quickly the thought on that that save in particular I mean is that just kind of the read and the react obviously he's got kind of the, the one-timer on the offside there like uh, yeah, I mean, you know, usually when that happens, uh, you know, you're a little late, but, you know, uh, I, I maybe thought the a lot of traffic in front and, and I thought that my guy, the guy on my, on my right was going to shoot it, but he passed it over and, uh, you know, then it's just desperation and, you know, try to keep the 
keep the puck out of the net. Just, just quickly, I was going to ask you about the road trip. I mean, we, we talked a lot about a lot of the positive signs, and, and I know you guys don't want to hear a lot about that when, it's, when you're not getting the results. But is that what we saw tonight? Is it fair to say that that started on the road trip? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I, I thought our, we, we deserved to win on this road trip for sure, but, yeah. you know, we didn't. And, uh, you know, that's at the, at the end of the day, that's, that's what matters. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought we were finding our games, but couldn't sustain it for 60 minutes. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't playing good enough for us to win uh, as well. You were talking about, I mean, no moral victories, obviously, in that dressing room. But, you know, seven-game losing streak, things can get a bit heavy. So what was the mood like coming into this one? Uh, I mean, everybody was was a little bit pissed off. I think it, it's been going on for a while. It, it's frustrating when you're, you know, like you said, there's no moral victories. There's nobody that come in and, you know, we were right there or, or you know, you're either win or you lose. And, you know, we've been losing, uh, you know, way, way too much lately. And uh, we got we to gotta look forward and, you know, and not dwell on it. You got to learn from your mistakes and, uh, and, and move on. Jacob, one last one before I let you go on it. Hockey fights cancer night. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, but uh, a moment to celebrate James Borelli here tonight. And, I know he's been a big inspiration behind closed doors, and we don't get a chance to talk about him as much. But uh, to see that that moment tonight, I know you're focused, but um, you know, kind of a cool moment here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's you know he's one of the one of the strongest person I met, and uh, uh, you know he's been great for us for him to you know come back. He really wanted to be a ba be back at work, and you yeah. know he, he does he, he doesn't want to take any any credit or any you know praise. He just you know. Puts his head down and work, and you know he wants he wants to work on guys and get guys healthy and uh, and treat guys. But you know him and his family has has been through a, a, a huge journey, and yeah, I mean he's uh, it's fantastic to see him, and uh, you know I'm proud to to call him my friend. Yeah, well said. Appreciate the time, man. Congrats, yeah, on thanks, the Jacob. Congrats. Thank you, thanks. Jacob Markstrom here joining us on the uh, Flames post game live, and uh, really cool moment. Uh, always yeah. happy to see uh, good guys celebrated like James Borelli, and uh, that was a great moment there in the first period. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll hear from some players here in the locker room. I get getting guys now, but um, you know, I think gotta like what uh, you hear from Jacob there. Yeah, I was, you know, I should have added one more in there. I wanted to know if the windmill save came from the Jason LaBarbera school of goaltending. Oh but, yeah, there you go. Uh, not too bad. I mean, hey, look, you, it was actually kind of funny because you and I were talking about this earlier in the in the night. How you know he's probably not done a ton of interviews, not a lot of media, hasn't really been the focal point for this team over the last little bit, despite the fact that Daryl Sutter said the team save percentage needs to improve, but. His game has been building for some time now. We heard it straight from him a few moments ago. He wasn't terribly thrilled about it, the way that you know the numbers were adding up early in the season, but he turned it around very quickly. And we've never met a guy that's as focused and as dedicated to his craft as Jacob Markstrom is. And you know, you and I get to watch him on a daily basis. The work that he puts in. This guy is all business, and I think it shows on a, on a game night because this guy comes to work every single night and puts in a great effort. You know what? It's a 3-2 league. Start to get the saves. You start to get a little bit more finish. Yeah. Suddenly the wins are going to start to come too. Yeah, no question. We saw a couple of big ones in the first period. And then obviously, uh, well, that windmill one was in there as part of it. Uh, just four in the third, but uh, the saves were made. 21 of them on the yeah. night for Jacob Markstrom. He gets the victory. Uh, let's hear from uh, head coach Darrell Sutter now. What was the major difference other than wins and losses between your last game and this game? Not much. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Louis goal is a big goal there. Then to get the kill. To start the third again. And how impressed were you with your team's ability to shut it down in the third? I thought we tried to keep pressure on them as much as we could, which is important. It's hard to, the way the league is now, it's hard to defend and protect leads. You got to check. Very simple. See it lots, actually.
Daryl, understanding what you just said, that the game wasn't too much different than what you've seen probably on the road, how important is it for this group to get rewarded for one of these? It's important to understand how hard it is to win. Right? It's got nothing to do with it. It was important to win this game. I mean, the reason that we hadn't won lately is because we got soft at home. There's three games in a row where we were we had a lot of soft players. Well, you got to work your way out of it. Talk about the play of uh, Lucic and Majpani that line tonight. Yeah, right? we put them together in the uh, late in the late in the second, and and actually they were we were going to use that those three guys on the as a power play group anyways tonight. So it just happened that just left them five on five. Theorize what was the key to that kill? That's key, successful two-man penalty kill. Well, it was just 20 seconds, right? so you know you know that you're going to try. And if you can't win the face-off, you got to try and prevent them coming in the zone. We did a good job of that. You talk about Markstrom tonight. You know, I've said it before. You know, when you're on a streak, winning or losing, you need your goalie to be a star. He was a star. That save that he made uh, first period was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was a good save. I mean, and that's what you need, right? That's clear, right? You, our first look at home and seeing Rzichka in that spot in that line, what uh, what have you liked? What have you seen from I like not necessarily, you know, you obviously scored tonight, and, and but I like that Lindy likes who he's playing with. He's our best, best forward, Lindy, so I mean, you shouldn't be experimenting with him. Chris Tanev mean to the penalty kill, especially being back? Gives some stability. You know what? It's a short bench down there, too. We're still searching for the magic combination. So Tanny can play with anybody. So it's about getting him back, right? All right. All good. Okay, you guys. Yep. Original 16, a great way to celebrate things done well. Flames postgame live brought to you by Original 16, celebrating things done well. Brendan Parker alongside Ryan Dietrich and uh, some thoughts there from head coach Daryl Sutter uh, on a number of topics, but uh, maybe the last one we'll pick up where he finished off, and that's on defenseman Chris Tan. I've missed the last five games with an upper body injury. Comes back in tonight. I think he played... Just over 17 and a half minutes, but uh, the impact was noticeable. Incredible. I mean, this uh, you could take anybody out of the Flames lineup and you might not notice a bigger impact than when Chris Tanev is not there. So for the past couple of games, gigantic hole on the blue line. Uh, credit to the guys that did step in because they did play well, but Chris Tanev just brings a different level of, you know, Daryl said it there, stability to your back end. And, you know, this pack is fantastic because if you're looking up shot blocking in the hockey dictionary, you're going to find every example that he showed you tonight putting his body on the line doing everything to take away those shooting lanes and you know plays like this too not only making the play defensively but getting those quick ups and starting that transitional offense that you and i referred to off the top so yep. huge impact and uh it's no surprise that when he comes back in the lineup the team just looks a little bit more cohesive and uh maybe the wins start piling up too 
So uh, first one you have to get is the first one. And uh, <laughs> there you before go. they start the, the streak going the other way. And uh, obviously you got that done tonight. And uh, maybe we'll just we'll finish on just kind of momentum. I mean, I think Jacob yeah. kind of talked about it. I think you put in and established a few things on that road trip that, you know, maybe help lead to what we saw here tonight. But sure. uh, how far can it take you and where can you go? Well, it's going to take you into Monday now because – Starting tomorrow, this one doesn't mean a whole lot to this group other than the points in the standings. So uh, you got to continue the rule, hopefully start building something on home ice because we know this is such a short home stand. But, you know, yeah. get back to establishing your game and making this building a tough one to play in because uh, it's going to be really important to get that win in the bank because you're hitting the road again for the longest road trip of the year coming up soon. You're facing some really good teams with, a, I know, a lot of storylines that are going to be of intrigue to Flames fans and maybe hockey fans all across the league. So... Uh, a couple of distractions in there as well, possibly, too. So just uh, keep doing what you're doing because, you know, we talked about this off the top of the show. I think we liked what we saw over the course of that road trip in terms of the process. Now you got the result. Now it's key to keep it all together yeah. and roll it into Monday. No question. Uh, well said. And uh, let's park this this one and look ahead to Monday. Uh, as for tonight, though, it's a, a game-winning goal from Trevor Lewis in the second period and a textbook third from the Calgary Flames, allowing just four shots against Jacob Marks from a first-star performance tonight for your Calgary Flames. 3-2 the final. The losing skit is over. Time to move on to the Los Angeles Kings coming up on Monday night to finish off this quick two-game homestand. And then it'll be on to the longest road trip of the season, which includes a stop in Florida coming up next. Thanks for watching Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by Original 16. We'll see you on Monday night.